What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie, presented by Student Union Sports. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and we have a loaded show for you today. We've got former Saints cornerback Delvin Bro on the podcast, as well as the final installment of the NFL Power Rankings, teams four through one. Super exciting. But before we get into that interview, I want to mention that this segment of the podcast is brought to you by Sports as a Job. Showcasing the stories of people aspiring and currently in sports. They have a free newsletter that includes a ton of things going on in the sports world, especially the sports media journalism world. You can find them on Twitter at sports as a job and sign up for the newsletter. They got some really cool stuff going on. Let's get into the interview. We now welcome on to the podcast a very special guest, current Hamilton Tiger Cat, if I'm not mistaken, Delvin Bro. Delvin, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, boss? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Happy to have you on. Uh, we've got a lot, of, a lot of stuff to talk about with you. You have a crazy story, and I hope we can, we can touch on each part of it, and specifically, you know, where you, are, where you are at now. So let's start there. So quarantine has been affecting all of us. Uh, wh- how has it affected you? You know, training regimen, getting ready, um, the the worry for the new season. You know, how is what's going through your mind at this point right now? Well, you know what, man. Um, I, I looked at this as a blessing, man. I looked at the um, the quarantine as a blessing, man, because you know I, I I be six months in Canada, right? And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I finally you know get to spend more time with my son, man. Um, and it's, you know, I love my son to death, man. So just having that quality time, spending that quality time with him, man, it it, it, it made a whole lot different, man, um, this offseason. So, you know, I've been doing that, man. And, and my, my workout regimen hasn't really changed, man, um, because I still have the levy. You know, I take my son out there with me, and, and it's kind of competition now. So, you know, I, he actually pushes me, man. So, okay. I, um, so it actually – you know, played out well for my part, man. I'm just, you know, waiting on the season. And whenever that opportunity comes, um, you know, we're going to be ready. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of being a father, Father's Day was, was just a week ago. What did you get? What, what, did it, what did Father's Day look like for you? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm divorced, man. You know, I've been divorced for uh, three years now, or three and a half years now. And, you know, I chill, man. You know, I made myself a little steak, you know, um, and, and I chill, man. So, you know, nothing not, not too, not too much. Just relax, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Sometimes self-love is the best love, though. I'm, I'm all for it. I, I love man. that. All Good right, stuff. Look, I'm learning that. I'm, look, man, man in, in my life, I'm just learning that, man. Like, just, you know, spending this time by myself, man, this quality time to myself, man, it's, it's really teaching me a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it, very important. Very important. I'm, I'm glad you're, you're learning that. Something that, you know, some people go their whole life without figuring out, so. It's awesome that, you know, you've got that there. But let's, okay, let's talk football. So you have, I mean, I was just reading through, you have one of the crazier paths to the NFL uh, than most people would. So let's start, let's start uh, from the beginning in, in, uh, in high school, October 27, 2006. You're, you're returning or you're, you're playing coverage on a kickoff. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'll let you take it from there. Walk, walk us through what happened. 
Uh, you know what? You're right, man. It was a uh, kickoff. It was uh, was coming out of halftime, and um, you know, was on. I was on the left hand side of the field, and you know, I, w I wasn't supposed to be out there. But uh, you know, my coach was like, "Hey, you know, where's bro? You know, looking for me." I was talking to my DB group at the time, and um, you know, I was like, "I'm not supposed to be on." I was on that last week. I wasn't there all week in practice. You know, my coach was like, "Hey, but we need." I'm like, "All right, all right." So I wasn't even supposed to be on there, man. That's mm. crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I was on the left hand side of the field. And I told my best friend, you know, I said, I'm going to make this play. He's like, all right, are we going to see? You know, so, man, I shot out of there like a cannon, man. I, man, first one down there had the scouts, LSU scouts was in the stands, man. So, you know, I wanted to, you know, show what I can do, man. You know, not just playing cornerback, but uh, also playing on special teams as well, too, you know. So, um, um, so yeah, man, running down there between the 17, 20-yard lines, um, you know, that's where the collision happened, man. And, uh, you know, I, I dove in there. And I led with my head, you know, and, and I thought it was a good clean hit, you know, just watching tape, um, going back over the hit, you know, I, it, it's just a free accident to me, man. Um, mm -hmm. The guy knee was coming up, Peyton Jason's knee was coming up, my head, you know, dove right in. So when my, my head went in, his knee like caught me, caught my face mask and it bent my neck back and, you know, uh, my neck was broken from there, man. And, um, so I was, you know, I was out, man. Everything just went dark, you know, everything was pitch black. Um, you know, all I can hear is, is my teammates, you know, like, hey, D-Bro, you all right? D-Bro, you all right? Get up. We need you. But I, it, like I'm saying, yeah, I'm good, but it's like they can't hear me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I, it's like I can hear them, but it's like it ain't coming out. I was like, I don't know. It's crazy, man. And then, like, within a few seconds, you know, a bright white light just, you know, um, disappeared, man. It was, it was, it was something – you know that I can't really explain, man. Like it was, um, it, it was, <laughs> it was crazy, man. Like, like it, it just went bright, bro. It's just like a bright white light, man. And I'm just like, what? Like, whoa. You know, like it, it was crazy, man. And and in a few seconds, you know, my coach even gave me some smelling salt. You know, the, you know everything. You know, woke up. He was like, you okay, bro? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Like, all right, well, let's go. I'm like, all right, you know, got up there. Yeah, I got up there, walked out, just walked off the field, man. Took my own helmet off, man. You know, it's crazy. And um. Not knowing my neck was broken, man. You know, I, was, I went back on the sideline thing in high school. It was like maybe three plays you have to sit out, or two plays, something like that. Back in high school, you have to sit out. If you get hurt, you have to sit out a certain amount of plays before you get back in. And, you know, I'm jumping on the sideline. And next thing you know, I felt a, you know, like some pain, you know, shoot up my neck. And, you know, I was like, ah, you know, something wrong. So I turned around and, uh, you know, I looked at my dad and, you know, it's like, hey, dad, something wrong. You know, I went to my dad, something wrong. And, you know, I told him something was wrong back here. And uh, he gave me some ibuprofen. So if I'm trying to take the pills, like the pills get stuck in my, my esophagus because my disc oh. slipped, right? It's mm. crazy, man. So in my airway, so I'm trying to cough up the pills and, 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 and it's, it's tough. Like I'm trying to cough up. So as I'm coughing up the pills, I feel excruciating pain, you know, just shoot mm. up the back. Man, I was like, oh, dad, something wrong. So get the ambulance, something wrong. So you got the ambulance, man, and they put me on a stretcher, took me into the, an ambulance. Wow. Yeah. So fractured c4 c5 c6 vertebrae and the craziest part to me and i want to get you know i want to hear how you felt about this is when when the doctor saw you he said you should be dead like yeah. how how like i mean obviously there are a large portion of us that are never gonna experience something like that but what's going through your mind when the doctor says like you shouldn't be alive right now well as 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 a, as a 17 year old kid, man, you know, my adrenaline was going, you know, I was, um, you know, I, I was, you know, laying in bed, you know, looking at my parents and, you know, I was just talking and, um, you know, when the doc came in and said that I was just so, you know, in all like, like doc, how, how, how could I, you know, I should be dead if I'm sitting here talking to you, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not, that don't make sense. You know, he's like, man, son, you broke your neck. He says, it's like a Christopher Reeves accident. You know, like Chris, Superman who broke his neck. I was like, yeah, like Superman did. If you break your neck, you're supposed to die. I'm like, why am I talking to you, doc? Mm-hmm. He's like, you're a miracle. Like, you, you, you're a miracle boy. You're my miracle boy. Like, miracle child. I'm like, wow. And I'm looking at my mom and them. They got, you know, tear, they teary eyes and everything. And I'm just like, whoa. All right, so what's next? You know, like, I got a game next week, man. You know what I'm saying? I got to play next week, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, that's. That's crazy, honestly, an, an insane experience, you know, to, to be that young too. So moving forward here, LSU honored your scholarship. You went there and the plan was for you to, once you got cleared, you were going to play, right? Mm-hmm. But, but that, that didn't exactly happen. So t- talk me through your time at LSU, what it was like, um, and, you know, how you're feeling basically trying to get ready, but never making that next step to, to play football at LSU. Yeah, it, it was tough, man. But I just want to say shout out to uh, Les Miles for, you know, giving me that call when I came off the hospital, man. And, um, you know, just, just telling me, you know, uh, how him and the staff talked and they, they really want me there, man. They want me there, you know, not just for football purposes, but to get a, to get a degree while I'm there, you know, mm-hmm. and if football works out, then, you know, we, we can do that. And, and I was just so thankful that they still honor my scholarship, man, because, you know, when kids get hurt in high school, they pull that, you know, teams mm-hmm. pull the scholarships and now you ain't going to college. So yeah, it's like, yeah. All right, I'm going to LSU, you know, and, and, and hoping, you know, I get a chance to play. So I went out there, you know, I didn't get cleared my first year, uh, 2008, uh, January of 2000, I didn't get cleared, uh, which was, you know, I, I understood. But I was more upset because I was I wanted to play, man. I, I wanted to get out there and show those guys what I can do, man. Um, mm-hmm. But just not giving that opportunity, you know, it was just, it was like, all right. Next, what's next, bro? What's next? So, you know, I just focused on school, man. And, man, man, college was fun, man. I wish I can go back, bro. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I wish I can just go back and and, and not really per, per se, you know, party, but just go back and just enjoy it again, just to see the beautiful people every day, just to take in the atmosphere every day, just to, you know, like, okay, Delvin, bro, I already know what your future look like. Let's 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 do it different. You mm-hmm. feel me? Like, let's mm-hmm. let's let's yeah. let's go to class and get your degree. And you feel me? So, you know, but but man, you can't go back in time. So so man, like I said, I enjoyed it, man. Um, like I said, I overcame um, commit suicide, man. I tried to commit mm-hmm. suicide twice in college. Um, you know that that wasn't a, a good time for me. You know, um, but I'm okay to talk about it because you know it, it can help someone else out, man. To know that you know a, a famous person, or it could be anybody, man, that has issues. People go through issues daily, man. It's not just you. You know, we all have issues, and, and it's a, and, and it's something we need to you know fix and work on. So if you have issues, man, seek help. You know, don't don't do it alone. Don't don't go to drinking. Don't don't go to drugs because it can tear you down even more. You know, mm. so um, so I hope my listeners out there for, for all you out there that's listening, just take that advice, you know, from 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 a person um, that has a platform. Um, but I, I'm just like you guys. You know, I, I have issues. You know, I, I seek help and, and you know, I, I get better and I got better. So um, it, there is change. There is possibility. So don't don't ever quit. Don't ever give up. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, I really appreciate you using, you know, your platform, because especially for for a lot of those football guys football is your career, right? Absolutely. Like that's your life. And once it's gone, you know, you've heard, uh, you know, you're, you're not alone in that too. There've been a lot of guys that have been like, man, if, if football's done, I've worked my whole life for, for a dream that I, I can't realize. Um, but yeah, no, that's awesome. And, and yeah. uh, I agree with everything you said. 
Um, we, we all go through our struggles and you know, it goes back to that self love. Like we gotta, we gotta take time and, and figure out ourselves what works for us. Uh, but yeah, that, that's awesome that you're, you're, you're taking that platform. I, I really appreciate that. Um, so let's talk a little LSU. So they just won the national championship so oh, yeah. as, as a Louisiana native and a guy who went to LSU, talk to me about how pumped you were to watch those guys go out there and win it. Man, it, it was dope, man. It was an amazing season, man. Um, I, I was actually in Africa, man. Um, mm. I was in uh, uh, Cape Town, South Africa when they played. So it was three in the morning where I was when the game was on at seven uh-huh. here, man. Uh, six o'clock, seven o'clock here. So it was good, man. It was dope, man. I I, I was just, uh, you know, proud to be, you know, an alumni, a guy to, who've been to the school and the university and, and watching those guys put on for the world, man, you know. um, So it, it was pretty big, man. It was inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason, I think we're slowly turning into uh, an LSU podcast because we've had Keith Hornsby on a couple times. Uh, shooting guard played, played I think I think it might have been the same time you were there. Um, you guys might have. Uh, rub shoulders at some point but yeah we just we just keep adding to the lsu list i guess but they keep winning so we we're we're happy to to get those guys on there uh but so let's move on here you're out of college you join the louisiana bayou vipers which is a developmental football league so obviously you got cleared at that point so was this sort of like uh i'm gonna do this as a hobby maybe a side thing before i get into the real world or were you saying look I know I can still ball out. Like I'm going to pay my dues here in this league and try and move up to the next level. Yeah, man. You know, I, I always looked at it as a, as a, as an opportunity, man. Um, I never looked at it as, 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 as a side gig. You know, I always mm-hmm. looked at it as, you know, this can be the next step that can potentially put me closer to my dream. You know, so a lot of guys are out there taking it for granted, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, I got to do what I got to do. So, you know, I fall out, do what I got to do. I had my ex-wife at the time. She was recording my game. So I go home and make my film and put my film out there so people can, you know, see my film and see that I'm back playing. And, you know, it was, it was amazing, man. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and people started to take notice. You stayed in state, moving on to Arena Football League, which, I mean, for people who haven't watched a game or who haven't – uh you know, seen it on TV or whatever. It's an experience. It's different. It's, it's a lot more high octane. I went to one, I, I think I went when I was like, probably like 12 with my grandpa and it was so much fun. It was awesome there. But so your New Orleans, uh, New Orleans voodoo playing arena football league. So now that you've played at different levels, what, like how, what's the difference for people that maybe haven't seen a, a game? What's the difference between an arena football league and a, and the NFL game? Um, so the arena ball is much more condensed, right? The field is way, way condensed. I think we're playing on like a 50-yard field, man. It's way, way condensed, man. So, you you, you know, your, your timing of, of execution has to be on point, man. You can't, you can't, you know, be a second off in an arena mm-hmm. game, whereas in the NFL, your field is much wider. You know, you're, what, 100, 110, whatever yards. And, um, you know, so it's much wider. You can move a little bit more um, and, and you have much space to run. But in the CFL, the game is just way wider. It's, man, mm-hmm. man it's way Way, way wider so you have way much more room to to to, to catch up on uh passes if the ball is overthrown or underthrown you know stuff like that as a db so it's i think it's pretty unique man um each each phase uh, each facet of the game I, I think they each bring uh some great things to it so i love it mm-hmm. yeah and and speaking of cfl you remember the hamilton tiger cats you were also nominated for the all decade team so i encourage all the <laughs> listeners to go out there uh, you can find it on his Twitter. Is it Bro Show Twenty Four? Is that did I get that right? Absolutely. 
Okay, so that's that's the Twitter. It's on on the feed. Go in there, click the link, vote vote for him for All Decade Team. So congratulations on that first off. But uh, you get you get to the CFL, and and I remember watching a video getting ready for this where you know people were telling you you know you're too you're too good for this league. You know what I mean? Like you're you're balling out. Like how how does that make you feel going from you know a 17 year old who a doctor saying you know you're not, you know, you shouldn't be alive right now to a guy in the CFL who everyone's saying like, this guy is, this guy's one of the best corners in the league. Um, you, you know, it's humbling, man. I'm a, um, I'm, I'm a humbling guy, man. I, uh, you know, I, I don't take nothing for granted, man. So I, I do, uh, I do appreciate the people who, you know, I do appreciate the people who, you know, acknowledge, um, you know, the respect and, 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 and stuff that I bring to the game. So I, I really appreciate that, man. But like I said, it's humbling, man. It's, it's mm. very humbling. Um, like I said, this game was taken away from me, man. So I have to, I have to put it all on the line, man. I can't, mm. I can't, I can't waste um, any, 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 uh, any negative movements because, you know, it was taken away from me. So, you know, I just try to channel that energy into all positive movements and positive, you know, things leaning forward in my career. And I just go ball, man. I just do it, you know. Um, it's, it's easier said than done, man. But, you know, um, it's, 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 it's a grind, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it didn't take long for NFL teams to, to take notice. I mean, you're getting a lot, of, a lot of attention. But walk me through when you get the, the, uh, the notification that the Saints are interested, the hometown the hometown team. Talk to me about what that's like a little bit, that moment. Man, you know, that, moment that moment was pretty dope for me because I was actually um, working out for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Um, I was working out the Buccaneers, and right after that, my agent just put the phone up to my face, and it was like, oh, what's that number? So what's that area code? And, you know, I saw it say 504, man. So I was geek. I'm like, oh, that's home. Oh, man, I've been waiting on this call. Mm-hmm. This the one I, I – so I, I – I geared up everything, man, you know, all my energy and everything, you know, so um, 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 to be ready to play, uh, to go be ready to work out for them, man. And, man, I went out there and killed it, man. I had my mindset that I was going to make the team, you know, no matter what, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I went did it, man. Yeah, so first game in the Superdome, how are you feeling? What's, what's the mindset going on when you're, you're, you finally made it? You know, it's been – it's been uh, seven years in the making or so, uh, and you're finally here. What's that like? That was dope, man. That was a dope moment. Um, you know, I teared up in the locker room, you know, even coming out the tunnel when they say my name on the loudspeaker for the first time was mm-hmm. playing against the Houston Texans, man. I was um, – that was very, very, very – that was a very great moment for me, man. Um, and once I got my first snap out there, <laughs> I think my coaches did have me on kickoff, man. I t- Coach had me on kickoff of my first snap, man. And I'm like, welcome to the NFL, Delvin, yeah. bro. I'm look, I'm looking at I'm looking at Thomas Morstead, man. I'm looking at Timo kickoff, T off, bro. I'm like, Timo, what am I doing out here on kickoff, bro? <laughs> but you know, it it was it was it was cool because you know, I'm like, man, I'm finally living my dream. I'm finally, mm-hmm. you know, doing what 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 I worked hard for and I'm not done. You know, I, mm-hmm. I wanna I want to grind. I want to be at the top. I want to be the highest paid cornerback in the NFL. So that, that was what my mindset was towards. Yeah. And that whole year, I think I saw something you were, you were fifth in completion percentage allowed. So you're mm-hmm. in, you're in the top tier of, of, of cornerbacks during that time. Um, and then, and then the next year, you know, things started to shake up a little bit. You got injured um, and then you were injured, but they said you weren't. 
which is kind of a, a weird little story. I kind of want you to tell a little bit and we can talk about it for, for just a sec, but. Yeah, but, that um, was, um, yeah, that was a, that was a, that was a pretty, you know, frustrating moment for me as well, because, you know, um, as, as a player, you know, your body, right. You know, what mm -hmm. you, you know, what you hurt, you know, what's pain, you know, what's injured, you know, what you can play through, you know, what you can't play through, you know, that you only know that, you know, so what, what everybody else is telling you is bullshit because I know my body, mm -hmm. nobody, nobody can tell you, you know, no different about your body than you. So, that was the whole mix up in there, man. And, and, and it just got out of hand. You know, we understood the, the situation as far as the misdiagnosis, right? We knew that. We know, we know that part happened. We know that people make mistakes. It happens. Mm -hmm. Coach Payton knew that. We knew that. Everybody in the trainers knew it. But it got beyond that. It got beyond to a personal level where it was like, it was like a damn vendetta almost mm -hmm. every damn day, bro. Every day I went into work, it was like, well, when is he practicing? When is he practicing? When is he getting on the field? And I'm like, man, I can't go, bro. Like, you're going to keep harassing me 24-7 over some damn, you know, practice when I know my bodies. I can't go, man. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, I understand the doctor's telling you it's a misdiagnosis, but listen to me, man. Like, I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. You know, he was being so fucking stubborn. Oh, I'm the, you know, that's my doctor's. That was my doctor. My doctor's always right. They this, they that. Man, fuck all that. Let mm -hmm. me go get a second opinion. You know, it got to a point to where we was in there and, and, and we could we could have had a scuffle, you know, if it gotten mm -hmm. there, but we didn't. If we if it could have gotten there. Yeah. You know it, what it I'm is, saying? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I I was just gonna ask. I mean, obviously we're we're a couple of years removed from it and it's still sore subject, obviously, because it, you know, this was this was the, the NFL dream for you. But is there is there still a little bit of, of bad blood? in a sense, because of the way that situation was handled? No, not at all, man. You know, and, 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 and like I say, people get me misconstrued with, with, with the way I talk, but that's just me expressing myself, man. Mm -hmm. I, I express myself in a manner to where, you know, that's just, that's just who the hell I am. Like, I talk, mm -hmm. I cuss. You going, it's not me really being, I'm, I just fucking cuss. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like, you know, like I say, if, 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 if they would have fucking got it right, if they would have got the shit right, I wouldn't be in this situation. Mm -hmm. You feel me? I wouldn't yeah. even be up talking to you, man. I'll be up here making me. I'll be in training camp right now. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. be in training right now, man. But, but you know, things, you know, things work out the way, you know, it, God intended for it to work out, man. But like I say, I'm, I'm thankful. I'm thoughtful. Coach Payton did, you know, give me somewhat of an apology, but you know, it is what it is, man. I, I, I don't, I don't take it. I don't, I don't accept it. I didn't condone it. I, I don't, that's not my apology, but um, I, I don't want nothing from them. I don't want nothing mm. from the Saints. I'm glad they gave me my opportunity, man. I, I don't want anything from them, man. I just want to. I just wanted to bring light to the situation as far as the workplace because, you know, a lot of it ain't, I'm not the only person that this stuff has happened to, man. You know mm. what I'm saying? So we need to bring light to the situation, bro. And yeah. that's all I want to do. That's why I'm bringing in and talking about it because you know I have a lot of people like, oh man, man, if I could have, I'm mean, like, fuck it. Well, why not, man? You know what? I'm gonna talk about it. Okay, if y'all mm -hmm. don't wanna talk about it, I'll talk about it because you know it, it don't bother me no more. Mm -hmm. What you, what could you do me, man? I'm, I'm a man. I'm a, yeah. I'm a grown man at the end of the day, bro. So yeah. if, if, if you know, I got kicked out. Okay, I take my lick. But listen to me, man. I'm like, I went to Hamilton that same year. If it was so bad, I, I went to Hamilton that same year and made All Star. Mm. I don't understand why I got kicked out the league, man. I don't mm. know. I don't know what happened. I don't something else happened. I, I don't yeah. know, but I, I I can I can tell you what though the the, the four meetings or the three or four meetings man Coach Payton had were not good. Mm. That had a big part into why I'm not in there. I know it is. I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I know it is. Mm -hmm. So 
he don't want to come out and say it. I, I don't mind saying it because it's the truth, right? I don't, man, the truth will set you free, you know? So, um, how I say, man, I'm comfortable talking about it, man, because it's, you know, it, it happens, you know, people, you know, it happens to a lot of people, and I'm not afraid to come out and talk about it, man. I don't, you know, it's, it's cool. And it's not for me, it's for other people, because somebody right now might be going through the same thing, but staying quiet. Fuck staying mm-hmm. quiet. Go say something. Tell somebody else. Don't stay quiet like I did during that time. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, tell somebody. Yeah, yeah. And so that, that leads me to another question here. So what can be done? You know, obviously, we're having discussions about it, bringing light to it. But, you know, real change comes through, through action. So what can we do, whether it's, you know, people, personnel in the NFL or, or even uh, media members? What, what can be done to, to I think help? everybody. I think we all need to, we need to get everybody together and, 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 and rearrange some shit, man. Like you said, we don't have enough black head coaches in the, in the NFL, man. We don't. Mm-hmm. They would understand us. Yeah. Listen to me, man. I went to Coach Payton with something personal. Apparently, it got around the league. Hmm. Me talking to an African-American head coach, I, I feel it would be much more because he would understand my background. He would know where I come from. So mm-hmm. that was change to start right there. The, yeah. the Roger mm-hmm. Goodell, too. Change can start there, too, because he ain't no damn good neither. So change can be made there, man. We got to get all that out the front office so we can put new stuff in there and let, let, let's, let's rebuild this system up again. Let's, let's see... Let's see what we can do if we, we try it again, man, to see if we can bring some different person, general man. How many black general managers you got owners in the NFL, man? How many? I think, I think it's one. One or two. Come on, talk to me now. Let's redo this shit all over again, man, and let's, let's try this again now. Because mm-hmm. the same system is from years, the eight, eight, what them is, the nine, 1900s. This is what the years are from, man. The system is from the 1900s. We need to change this shit. So yeah. while we making changes, let's go ahead on and get all them out and reapply. Let's, like how everybody have to apply for that. Let's redo that again and buy it. And let's, that's how we can start. Mm-hmm. You feel me? That's yeah. how we can start. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. I think, I mean, you look at it now. The league itself is a, a large percentage of African-American so why why doesn't the the coaching staff and the the ownership and the front office reflect that too? Uh, I'm with you 100. percent That's that's definitely a, a key thing. Um, but I, I yeah the the thing is you know what what do, what do we do? What are we like? How do we get that um, conversation started at this point? How can we enact real change? We can do petitions, man. We can do players can uh, boycott. We can we can take knees. We can mm-hmm. we can we can not even show up the game. Like we can show up in the locker room, but you know if guys go on the sideline, take knees. We can we can silence. We can do what Cap did. Now that everybody's aware, aware all of a sudden, everybody's aware. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and do it now. Let's let's protest now. So that's that's my suggestion. I think we should do that, bro. That's what yeah. I would do. I would take that knee. Soon soon as the, I'm taking the knee right there on the line. I'm not hesitating because mm-hmm. I know I, I don't want this. We haven't we haven't got justice, man. We haven't got justice, man. And I think we need to continue to keep fighting, bro, because it ain't it ain't over with. This is not over with, man. And I don't, I don't think playing football is is going to make a difference. So we need to kick, kill it, boycott, take a knee, do it, pro- protest. Don't get on the field. Don't play football. And and, let, and let's let's see how it go from there. Mm-hmm. So I hope yeah. that answers your question. That's that's my 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 action, and and that's what I think we should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we saw that with with Chuba Hubbard at Oklahoma state with, with Mike Gundy wearing the O and a shirt and he was threatening to sit out the season. You know, I, I think, you know, players United are the majority, right? They're the one, they don't, people don't show up to watch a, a head coach sit on the sidelines and call plays. They show up to watch the players on the field. 
Um, like that's, that's the majority Absolutely. right now for sure. And I think, I think that's, that's it. That's the key using, using the players, um, which is, which is a very Absolutely. important conversation. Um, so we got just a few minutes left here. Just had a couple more questions. Um, if, if the uh, idea is brought out, if the saints call you back and say, Hey, we'd love to get you uh, you know, a training camp invite, whatever the case may be, are you looking to stay in, or are you looking to stay in the CFL uh, or are you wanting to take another crack at the at the NFL? The money got to be right. In, a, in order for me to get a training camp invite, I need something up front, something advanced. I need something you have to give me because I'm not doing this shit again. Mm-hmm. I've been front and advancement, something, a signing bonus when I sign for training camp. I need at least two hundred thousand dollars or three hundred, something like that, because I'm not I'm not doing this shit again, man. Mm-hmm. I belong in the league. I belong. I should have never been out the motherfucking league. So I deserve to go for my rights. And I know a right team would pay that price for me. And yes, I would most definitely go back. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so right, right situation. And, and, and you're there. Right situation, I'm going. I'm re- Cause I'm prepared, man. I've been training since January, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and one, one question that I've been kind of, kind of gathered just from doing some, a little bit of research about you. Do you think some people are just caught up in the idea of, man, this guy's a good story as opposed to the fact of this guy's actually a, a high level football player. Do you think that may attribute to the problem a little bit? Nah, man. Nah, man. I'm, it's both, man. Like I'm dope, man. I'm a dope player and I'm a dope story, man. So if you can't hate, if you hate, if you hate on that, then you got a problem. You are the mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. I have a dope story and I'm a baller, man. You said That's- it yourself. Top five cornerback when I can't, when I first, you said it yourself. So, I, I, man, listen to me. When people come in hating, saying all negative shit, like, oh, well, you look bad in this game, or watch what you was looking at, man, hey, listen to me. It happens, right? It happens. It's part of the game. If you haven't gotten gotten, that means you ain't played the game. So, I've done mm-hmm. something you haven't done. So, mm-hmm. come on, man, kick rocks. <laughs> you know, that's it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm 100%. I'm on, I'm on your side for sure. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. I uh, know you got a role. Appreciate you taking the time. And hopefully yep. when we get you back on again, you're on an NFL roster for the right price. Man, listen to me, man. That's God, right? God's plan, man. Whatever happens, man, you know, I'm going to let God guide me there. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Have a good one. Wow. We made it. Absolutely incredible. I mean, who would have thought that at this point, uh, two months later, we finally reached our final four teams in the NFL power rankings. I'm definitely excited. I don't know about you guys, but I am pumped. Uh, It's been a long time coming, but don't worry. The content does not stop here. Next week, we're getting right into the divisional power rankings, including my record predictions for each of the teams, and that'll take us another two months. Uh, And then newsflash, guys, after we finish that, it's football season, which is very, very exciting. Hopefully, all things go well and protocols are followed, all that sort of thing. But that's just something to look forward to. You know, once that countdown ends, it's football time. So without wasting any more time, let's jump right into it. This one may come as a little bit of a surprise, but at number four, I have the runners-up in the Super Bowl, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, so as far as moves in the offseason go, they added Travis Benjamin, which I actually didn't even know until I was going through because I researched and figured out who they added, who they dropped. And I know for the most part, guys, it's like, oh, yeah, I remember them. I didn't know they had Travis Benjamin. I think he's going to be a great addition to the team 
fits right in with their play style, what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, so from that standpoint, very cool. And then obviously made that trade in the draft with the Redskins to get Trent Williams, uh, who's going to shore up that left tackle spot that Joe Staley uh, left when he retired. Uh, so that was a great a great move by them. But the losses are big. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They got rid of a lot of key pieces, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how they can make those replacements. I, I mentioned Joe Staley. Emmanuel Sanders is gone. DeForest Buckner is gone. Marquise Goodwin, Matt Breida, the last three of those guys were traded. Um, so those are going to be some big holes to fill right there. As far as in the draft, some really big names. Guys I really like, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Javon Kinlaw, both first-round picks. Obviously, they got a, a draft pick with with the Colts, trading away to Force Buckner, gave him a first-rounder. Um, and it's very interesting to see the way that they went about filling these holes. Joe Staley retired. They traded for Trent Williams. Emmanuel Sanders left in free agency. They signed Brandon Ayuk. They traded away DeForest Buckner, drafted Javon Kinlaw. Uh, and that's part of the reason why I have them at four. I don't think they got incredibly better. I think they got younger, cheaper, probably more athletic, but not overtly better. You know, when there's always going to be that Super Bowl hangover uh, that, that people talk about, the Rams it hit them really hard, another NFC West team. And the NFC is tough. You know, they, they established, they pretty much dominated their way through the playoffs. I think plain and simple uh, defensively with the run game, Jimmy Garoppolo showed up too. Um, but but it's not going to get easier. And if you're not, you know, if you're not getting better, uh, you're technically getting worse. And I think they've extended their their uh, prime a little bit. They've got those key pieces. The defensive line is still just as good. Javon Kinlaw is going to tear it up with the rest of the guys that that, that team's built around. But Wide receivers were a big problem. Will Travis Benjamin and Brandon Ayuk bring that to the next level? I mean, Emmanuel Sanders was a big loss. Marquise Goodwin was brought speed, which, you know, these guys can bring. Brandon Ayuk is incredible uh, after the catch. But that big key question is, you know, was it worth getting younger to sacrifice uh, what you could win and do right now? Um, I think the answer is yes. I think they went about this a lot smarter than the Packers did um, because I think the 49ers... I mean, you look at the NFC Championship game. The 49ers were a team that were built to win the Super Bowl. They were built to win the NFC, and they dominated the Packers both times they played, but especially in that NFC Championship game. So the gap is is wide between those two teams, at least. Uh, so so the 49ers can be can afford to be a little smart with this this sort of thing. And obviously, Matt Breida gone. They've got six other guys that can replace him. Um, but it was a great year for them. I think as far as talent goes. There are teams that are better than them. Uh, I mean, you can make the argument that the, the Cowboys are better built than the 49ers right now with with a team that they have. Um, but at this point, with the way everything's gone, I think coaching staff is fantastic. Um, I think the what they did last year, establishing the run, using Kyle Huszczyk with that fullback offense, you know, kind of a little bit of a throwback almost, uh, keeps them relevant and exciting uh, in the in the NFC. But it's a tough it's a tough division, uh, and. People don't remember, you know, it's kind of been glossed over, but if Jimmy Garoppolo throws that pass a foot and a half shorter to Emmanuel Sanders on that fly, they're probably Super Bowl champions, right? And I'm not saying that, you know, obviously it's one throw, big moments, um, but it's very interesting. I was listening to a, a podcast uh, with Move the Sticks, which is Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks. It's mainly a, a scouting NFL scouting podcast, uh, but they had Bill Polian on there last week, legendary general manager, 
uh, front office guy, worked with the Bills, led them to four straight Super Bowls in the 90s, worked with the Colts. Um, and he was saying that the one thing, the key thing that he looks for in a quarterback uh, when selecting him is, is fourth quarter comebacks. You know, I think I think a great example of this is Andrew Luck. You look at his rookie season, wasn't great uh, statistically. I think he had like 60% completion percentage through double-digit interceptions, but I think he had seven or eight game-winning drives in his rookie season, you know, which is absolutely incredible. I mean, that that's the poise. He told a story about watching Joe Montana in college, and I was like, ugh, you know, that was an ugly throw. You know, mechanics are not there. But the guy that was next to him said, look, this guy, when it when it counts, he'll get it done. So um, is Jimmy G that guy? That's what's going to put them over the top because the run game's great and all. But when you get to the Super Bowl, guys know how to stop the run in the pass. You know, who steps up? Who makes the big play? Nine times out of ten, it's got to be the quarterback, right? It's been the quarterback for these the last number of years, whether it was Nick Foles showing up big in, in relief of, of Carson Wentz or Tom Brady put on some big performances. Russell Wilson's done the same thing. You know, it's it's been a quarterback league for, I mean, feels like forever now, but it's it's uh, it's become apparent in these big Super Bowl games, you know, who really needs to show up. So that's the big thing. What is Jimmy G? Can he be that next level guy? Um, obviously a big question that they need to have answered. Coming up next at number three is the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I think they did a really good job this offseason, picked up Calais Campbell, which is going to be one of the more underrated moves uh, until we get to the season. Um, it gets them on that defensive line, gets them even more pressure. Uh, they lost Hayden Hurst. They released Tony Jefferson. Uh, but it was ridiculous. The Ravens, and, and same with the Move Sticks podcast, they were talking about it. Stick to football, all those guys. They love the way the Ravens draft. Patrick Queen, J.K. Dobbins, Justin Matabuke, Devin Duvernay amazing they found guys they found value at every single pick they weren't really going for and this is the key thing they weren't really going for best player uh, or they weren't really going for a positional need they were going for best player available which is um something that teams could could learn a lot from uh jk dobbins in that backfield probably not necessary but we talked about it melvin ingram or uh, excuse me mark ingram getting a little bit older not all the way there uh, jk dobbins provides some life they've still got gus edwards they've got justice hill um, in that backfield too. Patrick Queen shores up that linebacker linebacker spot, and it really gives them some leeway with with Matthew Judon. They franchise tagged him, but he's he's tradable now. You know, you've got a guy like Patrick Queen who is, in some minds of, of some experts, the best linebacker in the draft. Um, yeah, didn't lose a lot of key pieces. That's the big thing. Uh, they, they kept the team intact for the most part and added some guys that are going to be difference makers right away. I wouldn't be surprised if all four of the guys I mentioned are... are starting or or have some sort of key role in in their position by the time the season starts um but the key question here and i think something that people are really overlooking and lamar won mvp this year had one of the best statistical seasons in history but yet again couldn't win in the playoffs and look i understand i've given him some flack a lot of flack in the past talking about it but in the playoffs, all of your weaknesses as a team become exposed. Like, I don't care if you go 16-0 in the playoffs or 16-0 in the regular season, but when the playoffs roll around, you're completing 50% of your passes. You're turning the ball over multiple times. Um, it's just not a good look, plain and simple. Uh, and so for, for him, for the team, I mean, obviously there's going to be some growth. He's in his third year or second year uh, as a quarterback. So that's, that's not even a concern right now. You know, I'm not saying, well, he's... He's, he's toast, you know, but at the same time, 
This is this is a league of adjustments. People are going to figure out how to force him to throw the ball. And if we see him throw the ball 40 times, and it's a stat I mentioned multiple times, he throws over 40, uh, he completes less than 60% of his passes, he turns the ball over, he throws more interceptions than touchdowns. Um, that's going to be the key thing to see, you know, if people can figure out how to force him to throw the ball, if he's not ready for it, could be in trouble. Um, and and here's, here's the key thing. I know I mentioned the backfield a little bit. Is Mark Ingram out on his way out in the offense, right? J.K. Dobbins is there, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. Mark Ingram's getting older. Yes, he was effective, but could they find a better replacement? I think that's going to be the big question. How much of a role will Mark Ingram have on the team and should he be traded? I think that's something we'll talk about here in just a little bit, but there may be a chance that Mark Ingram, you know, for, for a late round pick, gets sent to a team because he's not getting used and, and a team could use him a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, number three, we've got the Baltimore Ravens. So at number two, we got two teams left. Uh, it's one or the other. And at two, I have the New Orleans Saints. So as far as ads go, they added Malcolm Jenkins, Emmanuel Sanders, Jameis Winston. Uh, their losses, Von Bell, Teddy Bridgewater. Um, and in the draft, a lot of really, really good guys. Cesar Ruiz, who's going to be, at the very least, a, a rotational guy um, and a, and a plug-and-play guy at that guard and center position. Zach Bond, uh, a linebacker who can really get after the quarterback, got him way later than he than they should have. Um, he should have been gone a while ago. And Adam Troutman, a big-time pass catcher out of Dayton. Uh, he was one of my guys to watch. I watched him at the Senior Bowl. Just a big-body dude. Uh, really awesome what he was able to do um, in the Senior Bowl, really prove his own. And, and he could be that, that two tight end combo with Jared Cook. Uh, but love what they did. They got better. You know, in a team who I, in my opinion right now, if you take away the quarterback, they are the most complete team in football. Uh, the way that they built the roster, solid top to bottom. Uh, but then you throw in a guy who is one of the best quarterbacks in history, in Drew Brees, uh, and, and then it just gets even better, you know. But here's the deal. I mean, you look at you look at the Minneapolis Miracle, you look at the no PI call against the Rams last year, and this year just couldn't get the offense going against the Vikings in round one of the playoffs. Are they cursed, right? It, are they are they going to be uh, a team that just can't win, can't muster up the courage to win that big game? Uh, that's something that, you know, they haven't been to a Super Bowl, much less won one in over a decade, which is crazy, absolutely insane. Uh, and, and another thing, speaking of, of, of quarterbacks, Drew Brees obviously made some comments, and, and, and you know it's been in the in the media all about it, saying that he wouldn't respect um, anyone who disrespects the flag or wouldn't be willing to have a conversation, uh, and obviously faced a lot of backlash. But it was interesting to see how his teammates responded. Michael Thomas was one of the first ones, one of the vocal guys, saying, "Look, he apologized. That's it. We're moving on." Um, but there's going to be some tough conversations in that locker room. You know, uh, uh, Michael Thomas is the leader, but he's not the end all be all guy. Uh, right there at, at, in in that locker room, there are going to be some guys that are going to have some problems. Um, and then here's here's the big thing, the one thing that I I really am interested to see is how many years will it take before they get Jameis Winston to be a starter, right? Like they they got him there for a reason. They really wanted him to be the guy in in New Orleans after Drew Brees is gone. Got him for super cheap at this point. Great move financially for him, um, but. Drew Brees is going to retire eventually, and when he's gone, all signs point to Jameis Winston being the quarterback. 
Uh, and that, you know, for, for any team is a perfect transition from quarterbacks. You know, you guys know how much I talk about Jameis, how much I love him. Uh, and, and that's, that's, that's just another reason when he gets put with Drew Brees, gets to learn behind him. Sean Payton, one of the smarter coaches, oddly enough, talking about Sean Payton here in this podcast after the interview we just had with, with Delvin. But um, he's, he's gotten the most out of guys in, in a lot of cases. Um, that's going to be a great learning experience for Jameis Winston in that spot. Uh, and one of the biggest questions I think surrounds the team and, and may have been part of the reason they struggled in the playoffs was Alvin Kamara. He took a steep decline this past season nowhere near what he was the year before and part of that could be he's missing a big back he's, he's just better as a as a, a duo back a running back by committee with mark ingram uh and so this is the team i think you know a late round pick they've got the capital for it maybe send off mark ingram who's disgruntled in the offense and it gets back to that power combo of mark ingram and and uh, alvin kamara which could be exciting who knows if that happens not sure. Just throwing it out there. Just an idea I was thinking about. Uh, but yes, number two, the New Orleans Saints. Finally, here we go. Number one, uh, finally, two months later, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, Super Bowl champions. What more could you say? Didn't lose a lot of guys. Added a couple pieces. But for the most part, they stayed the same. Taco Charlton, Ricky Seals-Jones uh, were additions to the team. They lost Kendall Fuller, Emmanuel Ogba, and Stefan Wisniewski you know not a not a huge deal not game game changer guys in the draft they got some nice some nice pieces Clyde Edwards Hilaire a running back Willie Gay Jr. a good linebacker piece and then Lucas Nyang who will probably be a developmental role player on that uh, on that offensive line but I mean come on champions they won it all um, the one question I think from a from a different perspective is how like, what's the difference between right now between Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson as far as talent? I mean, you guys know I ranked Mahomes number one. What he's able to do is absolutely incredible. But Russell Wilson's pretty good too, right? And and Russell Wilson has had a very bad team uh, if you look at supporting cast compared to what Mahomes has been able to to work with. And now it gets even better with Clyde Edwards-Elair. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, you know, how, how good is Patrick Mahomes above everybody else? And how much do the Chiefs sign him for? You know, is it 45, 50 million, whatever the case may be? I think he's worth every dollar they decide. Uh, I think they'll probably do a similar role to what Jim Irsay did with the Colts and Andrew Luck and say, hey, we're just handing him a blank check. He's going to fill in the dollar amounts. Didn't even hear anything about contract negotiations. It was just boom. He signed. That's it. So now let's think about this. Repeat champs. Everyone's coming for the crown. Who's got the best shot to do it? Um, I think the Ravens could they can figure it out with Lamar Jackson coming out of the AFC um but as far as that I mean maybe the Bills maybe the Colts um you know not a lot of, maybe the Titans if they can get back there um I, I mean I'm just trying to go through and see who else could even be the Browns if they can get it together in division uh you know cross cross divisional rivals or no sorry I'm thinking about the Ravens um but yeah so those are the few teams at this point right now that I think could be um threats to the crown but it's not much in the AFC in the NFC the Saints got a real shot the 49ers could go back again the Cowboys the Bucks I mean there are a lot of teams in the NFC it feels almost like when LeBron was in the east with with the Cavs when he went back and it was just steamrolling everybody uh and then he would go and meet the Spurs uh, or I guess the the Spurs when he's with the Heat but the the Warriors in the finals you know he'd get a powerhouse they'd have to knock off sometimes he did sometimes he didn't 
but that's what this feels like this year is it's going to be it's it's the Chiefs conference to lose at this point uh, and so something to watch out for there but it, it feels feels pretty good um, and here's the thing going back to to paying Mahomes what happens to the rest of the team? I, and I was talking about with this uh, with a buddy of mine just a couple of days ago. It's like, why can't anybody do what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the Patriots have done? And it's it's three key things. One, Tom Brady regularly took less money. He he made a sacrifice for his team. He got that. He understood it, um, and he won Super Bowls because of it. Um, part two. You have to draft well, which I think the Chiefs do, but you have to, you know, let guys, and this gets into part three, let guys go before a year or two before you should, right? And who's going to take their place? The guy you just drafted. You got to be finding starters in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds on a regular basis or getting guys on the cheap in free agency like the Patriots regularly do. Are the Chiefs built to do that? I have no idea. I, I, I mean, they've got a fantastic front office. Uh, Chris Ballard came from there. He's been great. Andy Reid finally got a Super Bowl. Um, so from a coaching standpoint, Andy Reid's one of the best coaching minds in the NFL um, and definitely a player's coach from the way he's portrayed. Uh, but there are a lot of key pieces. And once Mahomes signs that that dotted line, it becomes harder for them to re-up Travis Kelsey. It becomes harder for them to re-sign uh, Chris Jones. It becomes harder for them to re-sign Tyreek Hill. There's, you know, Clyde edwards Lair when his contract gets up. There are a lot of guys that need a lot of money because, hey, they were part of a Super Bowl team. Uh, and it's very difficult to to figure that out and get, get those pieces back and, and make it again. That's why it's rare to repeat, much less have a 20-year dynasty like the Patriots have. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in hoping to set up a couple more interviews uh they're in the works here in the next few uh weeks and obviously we're getting into um getting into the the divisional power rankings sports are coming back slowly but surely this is super exciting we're gonna have a lot more nba stuff to talk about and i think i think next week we're, we're gonna roll out a list I'm, I'm gonna try and come up with the toughest uh sports feats in history, you know, regardless of sport. So we'll see how that goes. Probably pop that in there, but thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week.